0: Hello, my name is Kudzai Muzarewa, and I am sitting here with Reverend Dr. Gunyai Muzarewa, who is uh, planning to run for the office of president in the 2023 Zimbabwean elections. Dr. Muzarewa, can you tell the audience why you feel you are the most suited and best qualified candidate for the presidency?
1: Thank you, Kudzai. I feel that uh, leadership is uh, critical. And I feel that I have what it takes to be the leader for this country. I have international exposure that has connected me with the several systems of government, several ways of doing things. And that exposure brings Zimbabwe into into focus as well. Now, having seen what's going on around here today, I have come to the conclusion that what I have experienced that I have accomplished. Uh, crude is most suitable for this leadership position. For example, I was involved in the liberation war by way of uh, recruiting and advising and supporting the young people who went out to prepare for this liberation war. I have that feeling when they left, a feeling that when they come back, these young people will live a good life. And when I see that that is not happening, I get concerned. Did we lie to these young people? No, we got to deliver what we promised to them. And what did we promise them? That Zimbabwe would be a, a most ideal country for us in Southern Africa. Because that is not happening, I know that if I go into this position of president, I will make sure that that will happen. What we promised them will happen. I also believe that my understanding of, of servant leadership makes me unique in this position because I believe that I'm not doing this for me. I am doing this for Zimbabwe. I'm not doing this just because. I'm doing this because there is a serious need. A lot of people have said there's vacuum leadership in Zimbabwe, and I am feeling that vacuum. I also believe that my approach to leadership, which includes inclusive leadership, is also very unique and very special in this situation. We want to include as many people, gifted people, as possible in, our, in, in this leadership. And so the people that I see around don't seem to believe that, and I strongly believe that leadership should take into consideration the utilization of talent within the country. Whether those people belong to my party or not does not matter. First thing, they belong to Zimbabwe. So we want them to have that opportunity. Finally, Some people may share all these other things, but the very unique thing that I know about myself is my integrity. That makes me the most suitable candidate for this position.
0: There are many political parties in Zimbabwe, all of which hoping to win the election. Do you see all the opposition parties uniting in order to unseat the incumbent?
1: Ah, yes, there are many political parties, that is true. But I'm sorry to say that we also know that some of them, maybe even most of them, are projects planted by the government to, to destable or to confuse issues because these are people who would seem to be on the opposition side, but in fact, they are there to just give us a false appearance. So there are some that are not really genuine opposition parties. But the few that are genuine, the few that really intend to unseat the government, are are respected and appreciated. We actually intend to join hands with those that are genuine in their focus on unseating the current government. We will join with them when time comes. But right now, as a political party, we are building our numbers. We are present on every province in Zimbabwe. And we are building our numbers so that if we need to join with other parties, we will do that. It is the most ideal thing to do, actually. Because if we are all planning to bring better government, then we should really unite and have that uh, as a common goal. By the way, talking about the projects, I got to go back to that. Going Talking about projects, uh, most people who know their history of Zimbabwe are aware that the UANC is the most original political party in this country in terms of majority rule because The UANC formed in the mid 70s and actually in 1979, they formed government for six months. The reason that government did not last is because the leader of that party, Bishop Muzorewa, believed that as long as some people were outside the country, like the freedom fighters were still outside the country, he said he didn't feel that, that Zimbabwe was at its fullest. So he did everything possible to bring in those who are outside the country. And this is what led to the Lancaster House Conference, where all the leaders, all the stakeholders, including the British, Zanla and Zebra leaders and so forth, they all got together a final ceasefire. This is how important unity is. Bishop Muzaroa believed in unity. I believe in unity I believe that all parties that are really committed to real change should see it fit to unite for a common goal and a
0: common cause. Okay. What do you believe to be the main problem you intend to solve in this nation, and how do you intend to solve it?
1: The problem in Zimbabwe is really like like a web. You cannot point at one thing because one thing kind of like a domino, one thing leads to another. But I can say uh, economy, ideology, Lack of rule of law and corruption. Those three, those four, make one point. If this country had uh, maintained the rule of law, uh, it seems to me that there wouldn't be as much commotion as there has been the last few decades. But the rule of law was neglected because of ZANU-PF ideology. ZANU-PF ideology also contributed to the problem that we have today economic problem because the ideology of Zanu-PF has led to some economic policies that have really uh, ruined the uh, economic structure and of this country and so that's why I say it's a, it's a mix of things but everything now has is boiled down to the economy as a main problem so my intention is to create a political atmosphere that is conducive to good business, to good, uh, an atmosphere of investment, an atmosphere of business growth, to an atmosphere of just peace, unity, and prosperity. I'm looking at uh, bringing the rule of law because that is number one. When people know that there's a rule of law in this country, they know that one, whatever they invest is covered and there's a law that protects and there's a recourse if you should be in a legal wrangle. Right now, there's no such thing because
0: everybody is their own boss. Um, in the last several months, there have been strikes in what appears like endless negotiations regarding teachers, nurses, and doctors' salaries and packages. If this continues into your administration, how do you propose to solve this?
1: Assuming that 2023 is going to see me in power, I can tell you that... Uh, The first thing that we will have to attend to is the whole idea of civil servants' salaries. In any country, civil servant salaries are well established. Parliament passes the law, and once that is done, everything follows. Now, in this country, it seems to me that the Minister of Finance seems to make some decisions about salaries, about packages uh, for civil servants. It it doesn't work like that. It must be passed by Parliament that this is what civil servants will make. There will be grades for that, for salaries and so forth. And so the civil servants need to be assured that government is their employer has their interest at heart. I've heard uh, President Munangagwa say that he's building this economy so that 2030 there'll be middle class in Zimbabwe. This is not leading us to middle class at all. Because if civil servants are poorly paid the way they are, they are not going to build, there's no way they are going to build uh, the middle class. If civil servants are paid for whatever they do by being allowed to import cars. That doesn't build a middle class. So in my administration, I can assure you that we won't even need strikes. We won't have to attend to or deal with the strikes because we will just have all the stakeholders concerned and uh, consulted and the salaries are set and the parliament endorses and we move on. It is always very important that civil servants are happy because they are the machinery of the government. If these people are not happy, how can you expect them to work efficiently? The worst thing you want to do with your employees is to, to disappoint them every month, to disappoint them every day because you don't pay them. Uh, in Zimbabwe right now, the other serious problem that I have already a uh, plan to solve is the, is the problem of currency. We must have a stable currency. We will have a stable currency and we have that in the works. And so with a stable currency, our business will be good. Our salaries will be meaningful to the people and we won't have to worry about giving them extra packages in lieu of salary. I just believe Let's pay them their legitimate salary and they'll do whatever they want with it.
0: Um, Can you tell us something about your foreign policy?
1: Foreign policy is always a tricky thing, but to put it simply, first of all, Zimbabwe must be a non-aligned state. That doesn't mean that we don't have friends. We make friends. And it doesn't mean that we will be like isolated. No, we will have friends that we trade with. But my philosophy always is that whether it's east or west or south, we should be a sovereign state. We should be able to make our own decisions. We should decide who to trade with and who not to trade with. We should also decide whether to be members of, uh, a member of the Commonwealth or a member of NATO or the UN, all these things as a sovereign state. We ought to make those decisions. And so it it follows that our foreign policy uh, is guided by the principle of win-win. I will never allow my country to be exploited by other countries for whatever reason. Uh, That I will fight against until uh, we win. The belief is win-win is the best policy.
0: Okay. Uh, What are your thoughts about Zimbabwe's diaspora community? Specifically, what would you do as president vis-a-vis the diasporans.
1: I'm very concerned about the people, about Zimbabweans who are in the diaspora. Myself, I work in the United States because I was unable to find a job in this country. I I have a highest degree of education. There are institutions here, but the way people are are hired uh, is such that... uh, If you happen to not belong to ZANU-PF, then it's difficult to get a job in this country. Now, so one thing I'm going to do about the diasporic community is to make sure that Zimbabwe has works under the rule of law. We have rule of law. Rule of law says if there's any injustices done Someone has uh, can appeal to the courts and so forth. So I'm saying all this to say that the, the diasporic community are there because they cannot work here. So we should create conditions of work in this country. We should create conditions of businesses in this country. We should make Zimbabwe great. We should make Zimbabwe a country to go to. We should not make Zimbabwe a country to run away from. So the people who are in the diaspora, if they are looking for opportunities there to do business, we want to make Zimbabwe just as good a match as whatever they have out there. But they are out there because out there, for the most part, there's the rule of law. They are out there because for the most part, there is order, there's a stable currency, and so forth. So these are the things that I will put in place, a stable currency, rule of law, And the fact that Zimbabwe, when we say Zimbabwe is open for business, we are not talking about bringing in foreigners only. We're talking of making Zimbabweans, native Zimbabweans, comfortable doing business in their own country.
0: What are some of the policies you intend to implement in order to curb corruption in Zimbabwe?
1: Zimbabwe has had a bad situation for the last two decades because there are a lot of people who try so many things. Now, one of the solutions that I have is to computerize all government offices throughout the country. Once we computerize this, we hope there's, there's going to be a method of follow-up, uh, the method of, of, of auditing, there's going to be a method of doing business that can help us to curb uh, corruption. I know that even the computer can be tampered with but you know what? It's better than a pencil. <laughs> a pencil is the easiest thing to tamper with. You can even erase what you have written. So computerizing all government offices is one way to curb corruption. Anyone who comes to a government office and they want, uh, say, a birth certificate, they don't have to bribe whoever is, is, is helping them they, because if the computer says the thing has been accepted, application has been accepted, it's complete the computer should tell us when the project will be available, when the product will be available. And also, I can tell you this, uh, that I? I am, the first thing I will do in government is to eradicate the anti-corruption commission, because that is a joke. I have a better idea to deal with that whole concept of anti-corruption. I am going to make it known that every government office has a certain number, emergency number. Anyone who is, uh, who senses that they are being treated in an unfair way, anyone who feels that the, the clerk is, is soliciting bribes and so forth, can call that hotline. Once that hotline is called, everything stops right there and the investigation begins right there and then the person is taken to court, and if they are found guilty, then they, they find themselves behind the bars. That is a better anti-corruption measure than the anti-corruption commission that we have in Zimbabwe today. For example, uh, we have read information that some of the members of the anti-corruption commission, they themselves are corrupt. So that's why I say it's a joke. So I'm not going to work with that. I want to say every Zimbabwean is an anti-corruption commission member in the sense that they can't turn in anyone who's acting in a corrupt manner. Anti-corruption has made many people poor in Zimbabwe. So we really want to be faithful about this and work towards transparency and work towards faithfulness and so forth so that country may uh may rise to a better level. Corruption has really made Zimbabwe poorer than it ought to be or than it has been ever. So we mean to stop that. It's everyone's concern. Everyone must know that our one of our worst enemies is corruption.
0: Okay. In 30 seconds, what would you like to share with the people of Zimbabwe about your leadership or candidacy?
1: People of Zimbabwe uh, need to know that uh, growing up, I never was interested in in politics, but I thought that I would be just a a technocrat and uh, do my work to make my contribution to my nation. But when it became apparent that the people at the top are not uh, leading the country in the right direction, the people at the top have other agendas, the people at the top are looking after themselves more than the nation. That's when the calling came to me, and I call it a calling. The calling came to me to get involved in politics, to make sure that uh, people get what they deserve. So I am committed to a democratic governance. That's number one. I am committed to caring for all the people It doesn't matter what party you belong to. It doesn't matter what tribe you belong to. If you are a Zimbabwean, I care for you as president. I also know that to be a good leader, I got to be honest. I got to have that integrity and make sure that what I say as head of state is fair and just for everybody. Listen, I can tell you this. I I don't only answer to the constitution of the land. I also answer to my creator. So as a servant leader, I believe that I'm serving God through serving the people of Zimbabwe. Finally, do you know, Kudai, I've never lost an election in Zimbabwe. So I am the most ideal leader that the country has for 2023.
0: All right, thank you very much. That's a, that's, those are interesting statistics. <laughs> okay. Welcome. All right, thank you very much, Seth.